welcome to Optional Opinion. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you guys have been having a great week, having a great weekend. Ah, uh, so good to be back. Got a great episode actually for you guys. Kind of, uh, it's another one of those kind of opinion pieces of opinion where there's not much research. Uh, but this is just completely coming from one perspective. Um, and still going to give my, uh, options to it. But I'll, I, I kind of came up with this question, uh, cause we never talk about, um, certain things when it comes to gamers and everything and i kind of wonder who should lead players into the next video game generation um depending like what what would it take for people to get into games also what would be the thing that would be the reason why they got into it so um we know there there's probably gonna be like uh a whole bunch of answers from a lot of people, but I kind of want to just dive in to kind of what's what could be some things that could lead it up. So, um, for the first part, we're going to talk about options that's current. Um, of course, we're going to have hardware, which is the consoles and PC, handheld, and mobile gaming. You know, so we have Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft. Um, we got Steam, good old games for and uh, other services on PC with indies and stuff. Uh, we have mobile like Apple, Android, uh, and Google uh, Market, and uh, also uh, Amazon um, bringing different games to us. So you know we still have the Nintendo 3DS and we still have PS Vita before you know people move on from that. But you also have current uh. Um, stuff like the uh, the DS or the Game Boy Advance or Game Boy Player, you know, some of the old retro stuff that uh, could be played on a console. Also, um, you also have uh, it, it, and this might sound a little bit weird, but you also got like Tiger Electronics, something way from the past, little things like that, like Tamagotchis or even. Um, uh, for that reason, you could think of that might get some some people into gaming. Also, um, you have uh, PSVR or um, you know uh, just different VR sets like Vive and Oculus that can also play a part in getting people into the gaming generation um, of of next. Um, there's there's just so many ways of getting into kind of gaming. Um, another way could be podcasting. You could become a podcaster and you may be like, you know what? I want to talk about games in a certain way or, you know, I might listen to a podcast that might inspire me, inspire me to get into gaming and check things out and approach it in whether you're professional or not, but you approach it in your own way and it feels like a conversation that you're having with various people around the world. Uh, definitely for me, um, getting into podcasts, uh, it was, was kind of a weird transition, um, due to the fact that I listened to a lot of it, but didn't really have a platform or didn't know where to start out, um, for it. But, um, so good people really helped me out and get to where I'm at. And this is how you kind of have optional opinion, which also kind of bred it out, um, from, 
you know, like I talk about in the past, about writing blogs on One Up, um, even doing blogs on IGN and uh, just other places where I could just write and get my viewpoint out. And like I said uh, in past episodes, when I talk about optional opinion, is that I did kind of like a video uh, podcast for a bit on Ustream. Um, we'll up, we'll get a camera, we'll go in and talk and try to do what I could do with that, um, before I move into this format. So a podcast, it might be, a uh, uh, option for some people. Um, you also got streaming nowadays, you know, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, um, you know, watching other people play and that might inspire you to become uh, a streamer, you know, someone who wants to play video games, talk about them, um, and communicate with around the world, like interact and actually show off your skill uh, for it. There's various games that you could show off and talk to, um, you know, me and Corey, we do pot and play on NGR Radio, um, and we do uh like 12 games or uh we'll do now we're doing the nindy showcase you know and you know you can watch uh jesse Corey, and me at times do squad goals like earlier episodes and we'll actually watch jesse and Corey um play like royale with cheese squad goals uh the guys that nerds gonna platinum they also do streaming and stuff so we all do like streaming content and stuff um and hopefully that it will inspire someone to get into gaming or you know be like you know when i get to a certain age and i can start working saving up maybe i could buy a video game system and you know do the same thing that they're doing or you know this kind of helped me get into it and stuff so uh it could be that or you know uh magazines uh game Informer still going strong uh but you know you might want to write a lot maybe you you might want to get into uh uh avenue of being a journalist so uh you might start with blogging but also take classes at school that will help your writing um that's one of my plans um you know i i do write uh my personal blogs and stuff uh and i write for ngr um doing reviews and you know that's all personal to me uh to give up to get on my viewpoints and you know i've got a lot of feedback that's very helpful i don't try to fight it and stuff i, I really like you know take it in and just be like you know i need that's why i need to go to school and you know they can help me um flesh stuff out and become a better writer you know i want to write and maybe i'm maybe someday i might be inspired to like really write for a magazine hopefully that that happens if not i'm grateful what i do when i write about games you know whether it's good or bad uh, whether i bring out weird topics uh, whether i talk about a game break down its mechanics and stuff like that you know i love i still have just this love of writing and when i I actually got into writing um little attention here so side story um before i got into writing uh i would do like short stories and stuff and you know and of course i like love writing songs so i love being you know lyrical and being creative in that headspace and stuff but you know when i got uh when one up started uh started you know being viable to a lot of people and they let you start doing blogs i would go there and i would write and kind of do uh my own thing having the topic stuff and then option opinion happened to come about that you know 
just talking, like giving my opinion about something, but also giving these options and everything. And I talked about that in the past on how option opinion starts. So if you guys could be, uh, would be able to find out how that happened. But I do want to get better at writing. And I, and as a kid, I, I read Game Pro EGM, and they helped me get into not 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 gaming because i was into gaming by playing uh hardware like the nes the atari 2600 you know playing here mario uh watching anything nintendo related uh watching cartoons and stuff but it was just like once i started off playing video games even arcades and stuff once i started playing off of that and having a high level skill it's just you know being able to comprehend at the age that i was at i just fell in love with video games still I still give it to Nintendo for getting me into video games and still it being Nintendo leading me into video games. I still, you know, want the number one fan of Nintendo. I try to buy every game that they come out. My backlog of buying their games <laughs> is long, but I love when they be like, hey, new game dropping, Nintendo Direct, here's a release date, here's a Amiibo. I'm like, okay, got my money, here's the date, let me go get it. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but uh sometimes they do but like reading egm and stuff they you know help me also continue being into video games and stuff like that um tournaments uh i actually enter a tournament as a kid to showcase my skill and i didn't win anything but um i i do love the fact nowadays that tournaments in this modern age or can help inspire someone to become a tournament player, you know, be on the team and get their skill level, get their skill level like really high in expertise in different games. So that might be someone to lead somebody into the next generation. Um, they might see PC and be like, okay, I could get on PC and get to their level. But they also might be like, I now want to, you know, really not not fully dedicated, but you know make this hobby bigger than what it is if i can you know i might start off small but maybe then during uh maybe over time i might be big and so you know i'll enter these different tournaments and learn different skills and learn different games and mechanics and try to work on my uh work on my team base and everything and might even meet a couple of good friends and stuff um also uh last but not least being a content creator um doing videos for youtube um doing stuff for vimeo doing stuff on your personal uh uh website you know squarespace and all of that um you might be someone who wants to bring up different games and stuff and whether it's going to affect the culture or it's going to make a historic mark or not even do anything it comes from you it feels original your it it kind of it can get tiring some but it came from you and you are the one that can appreciate the content and there are going to be others who disagree with you who agree with you and there's going to be people who might not check it out but really love the fact that you're giving it their your all so they will support you uh, no matter what so uh there's that's just some of the current options uh right now and one of them or maybe all of them might actually lead you into the next generation of gaming uh whether you're getting into it for the first time or if you're trying to expose yourself 
more than what you know right now. Meaning that if you are a person who's into games because you play Fortnite and you only st- stick to Fortnite, you might not actually realize there's other games out there and definitely in different countries and stuff. So you don't ex- experience stuff directly from Japan or from Germany or from Australia and experience indie games that's coming around the world. Maybe something for Canada or maybe some someone in your own neighborhood who's doing a garage game, maybe the only person, you know, there's stuff that's more out there that you want to experience. And so there, there's a lot of things that are, uh, could be that number one thing to get, uh, to get it. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about the consoles uh, and how their pros and cons can lead people into the next generation. And I will talk about that when I come back. I mentioned earlier talking about console PC handheld Um, so like I stated earlier right now most of the big focus when it comes to gaming is Nintendo Microsoft and um, Sony Um, when you look at PC it's mostly Steam and a little bit of good Good old gaming, uh, GOG. They're kind of coming up into the league also. And when we think of handheld, we definitely think of Nintendo and all their past handhelds. And uh, for some people, they want to consider that as the Switch also. That is a handheld machine. Even though I consider it as a console, Nintendo considers it as a console. Like you play most of the, you can play most of the system on the TV. But if you're on the go or you just feel like you got something going on the tv you want to still want to play a game you still have the console in your hand and uh i think the way that they could lead people or the way that they've been leading people into the next generation of gaming is that they've been delivering the experience with new technology and ideas so if you look at what 
um, Sony and Microsoft do, they do something way different than what Nintendo does and uh, with their technology and with their ideas. You know, uh, Microsoft is thinking now uh, of making everything kind of like an all-in-one system. You know, Sony is somewhat trying to do that, but they are still focusing on their first party and third party games and getting the experience to deliver at, you know, uh, with a bigger community where Nintendo is also dealing with new ideas and technology. Of course, um, pretty much ever since, ever since they pretty much came out, they have been trying to introduce, uh, new kind of controllers, um, new kind of games that would fit those controllers and you know look at the popular how popular the switch is you know people kind of had doubts and was worrisome but then they got into their hand and they see how it also changed gaming um you know it makes people feel like every game that comes out from third party needs to be on the switch and you know some games cannot work case in point fallout 76 and everybody knows all about Fallout 76 at this time. If not, you could go look at some of the stories that is currently happening um, during this episode. But console is in uh, definitely with PC with bringing new graphics chips and stuff and new designs and cool kind of how you built your own PC and stuff. They're bringing new tech uh, with their uh, chips and power and RAM stuff. And they're also bringing new ideas of how to make games. You know, of course, we got engines and stuff like Unity and Unreal 4. But you could also just think of some other engines that might not use Unity or Unreal 4 and actually make a game from that. And, you know, just be able to create uh, games that's not on console or handheld or mobile. Um, you could make it something strictly for PC, and that might get somebody into it. And it's that experience of building that game from the ground up and learning uh, coding and stuff like that. So, you know, PC has that. And when you look at handheld, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the Vita, PSP, you know, uh, the Game Gear, uh, the Nintendo 3DS, the DS, and you know, Turbo Graphics, uh, even the uh, Turbo Graphics 16, which is an old retro console back in the 90s, where um, it's kind of, in a way, somewhat like pre ideal of the Switch, in a sense, but not actually the Switch, uh, where there's two systems, but it used the same uh, card. Like, um, they they call them hue cards. So you will put it in a main system to play on the TV, or if you have uh, uh, the Turbo Graphics, uh, can I think of the uh, handheld? Uh, but if you had that, you could just put that game that you bought and used on your Turbo Graphics 16 right into the handheld and go about your business. So it's kind of an idea like that, but uh, not not actual um, that. So, um, but consoles and pc and handheld and like all these other companies they they love to deliver new experiences with the tech and ideas um different genre of games borrowing and merging so if you're playing grand theft auto you're not just getting an open world game it has uh some rpg uh game mechanics and elements in there or if you're playing like um 
if your if your play uh just shapes and beats which is an indie game um you're dealing with music but also dealing with like kind of dodge mechanics in a sense um so it, it's almost like uh it's kind of like almost a puzzle game mixed with uh music uh and puzzle as a sense of that you need to check your areas and make sure things are available and to solve how you're going to get through that level um and stuff so there's like there's just games that are uh, borrowing and merging and you might actually like that you might be like i love playing sports games but i'm i don't like playing fighters and stuff so you might actually um look at something like Mutant League football or you might actually look at uh NBA Jam and stuff and you could play play it like that but also feel like it's playing like a fighting game in a sense. Um even though it's not a fighting game, it has kind of that feel to it. That you're versing somebody and you're using secret moves and stuff and strategies to stay ahead of the competition. So, uh, it, there's just a lot of things that's really cool. That's one of the pros and cons to it. Um, definitely in this modern age, there are indies continuing to thrive and create more of a community with players. So, if you look at the indie space, uh, and I always go back and talk about Flash games. Back on the PC during those days, like early 90s, 2000s and stuff, you know, indie games kind of thrived on PC. And, um... You know, if you look at uh, Cave Story, that's kind of one of a well-known game. Um, it it kind of was a flash game back in the day. You would play in this uh, little square and something, or you'll find it on uh, some kind of website and it'd be like, oh, if I click down and download it, I could play this game. Um, that's kind of how I found Cave Story. In fact, that's kind of how I found like Alien Hominid uh, before I brought it on GameCube. That it was like this small flash game that I played on the computer. And I'm not a PC player. But I found it in my, during my college days and kind of downloaded it and played it on one of the college computers. Was it supposed to? I think that's my assumption. I'm going to go with that. Uh, but I played it for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I erased it. I got, you know, I, I erased it, got rid of it, um, and went about my day. Um now, there are some cons, though, that may hinder people from getting to the next generation of uh, consoles and, you know, of just gaming and stuff. And that's the same cycle of games that, yes, it is a different genres of games borrowing and merging from each other. But then when it feels like games are feeling the same, just all over, like the ideas are just you know are not expanding not you know not evolving and stuff some people might be like well i've played that dark soul game for the eighth time with this one so i think i'm a pass it this is or this is kind of getting boring because this call of duty yeah it's fun with with community and you know i might be losing or winning a lot but you know if this is all that's going to offer me from this company you know i'll pass on it and stuff like that um, more backlogs and interest fading when you're getting older. So even though you love buying games and your interest could 
also fade out and the games that you so hype for just might become backlog stuff and you might not play it a month or two after it comes out or a year later uh, or stuff like that you know it just it just loses out so you might actually get kind of tired of gaming and stuff and might have to focus your finances and your hobbies somewhere else as you're getting older um small improvements in the console war still being prevalent um and small improvements as in that the graphics might look a little bit good but not nothing more that you can see on pc or even better on pc and you know these we still have people still having a console war among each other saying nintendo is is washed out and old and sony is leading the charge and microsoft sucks and you just have different people still having that debate and argument and that could hinder people from wanting to get into gaming or be a part of the community because of sometimes a lot of the shaming and the judgment and uh, being made fun of of what you play like you can't enjoy what you want to enjoy and stuff and of course a lot of people get on me about what I talk about Bloodborne or what I what people they might think that I'm trolling or I'm hating and stuff but I'm just I sometimes don't I, I I try and do my best not to not to discourage anybody from what they play. I always try to root people on. It might be something that's not for me, or I have played it, but I see problems, and I talk more about the problems that some people won't accept this stuff and stuff. It's, and it's not to hinder nobody's practice, but if you be like, I hey, I picked this game up and I got a platinum, and I'm your friend and stuff, I'm like, yes, that's cool. Uh, or sometimes I might be. Like, like oh grown i can't believe you got this but if they enjoyed it enjoyed it that's fine um you'll see in the future <laughs> from another post later on this month uh I, I did another i did another podcast with one of my uh twitter friends uh and i i'll I, i'll break it down to you guys uh we had a great it's, this discussion and uh a question was asked about what was my worst favorite game and I gave this person my answer. And I'm trying to keep everything secret because I once it comes out, I want everybody to hear it. It's going to probably be in a couple of weeks from this episode. But I can't wait for it to come out and for people to hear it, what my answer is. People who know me probably know what the answer is. Uh, but I won't delve into it. But, you know... There's just some small improvements in console war stuff still happening. I love the fact that I'm able to be at an age and be at a place where I could buy all three consoles and game on any console and talk to a whole bunch of people. Not only because I'm a podcaster and I'm a gamer, but because of the content that i want to deliver i want to do deliver stuff about nintendo and playstation and microsoft um i want to deliver that out to the masses for people who love or who just interested of hearing a different opinion um i, I am very maybe difficult at times i could say <laughs> but i i do that to like i said i do the stuff um, definitely with optional opinion to make people think sometimes out of the box, you know, I, just because it's coming from one opinion doesn't mean that 
our opinions are going to agree and stuff. Let we we could have a discussion and but we also can have opinions uh I mean we also can have options for it to give some ideas on how to solve it. And maybe they might not work. Maybe it might be questionable, but maybe it might be like I've never that's something I've never thought about. So here here's something to give you guys to think um last but not least it could be sales uh sales of a company and the how council is doing um or a game and stuff and they might be like well you know if this are these are the only games that are selling big or this is the only console that's selling big and you know that might not be something for me i think i'll just stay away from video games in total um some some people go by numbers and i don't know why uh but it is what it is you know i like to congratulate people uh on big sales and stuff congratulate them on that but i also like to like to you know have make sure that gays no we're not make sure that gays but also like to get out there that gays that that people are missing that you know get them out so they can have better numbers and better sales because you sometimes want to see a developer and you want to see a publisher thrive that really delivers some great content i would like i said i may not rock star for a lot of things but I always congratulate them on you know selling what they sell and i'm happy that they sold what they sell and the players like their product in their games and stuff it's good for them Sometimes it doesn't do it for me, but I always appreciate the sales that they get. But, you know, and I also like when an indie developer said that, hey, we sold 200,000 copies on Switch alone or we sold 500 copies of our game. And they may say whatever the leading platform is, but it's good to hear that a company who is small and not really big in the video game industry uh, and communities, but able to sell that much and get people talking to look forward to their product. Definitely for indie games now who only comes out digitally and now getting physical copies definitely for switch where people will go out and collect them so that's just like some kind of um pros and cons to why console could lead people into um the video game generation of next so when i come back we're going to be talking about podcasts and streaming when i come back Let's talk about podcasting and streaming. Um, now, this uh, the reason why I put these two together is that is the fact that they kind of go hand in hand at time. 
um, like I mentioned earlier, me and Corey, um, we do pot and play. And we uh, play a game. We choose a game. And we have a discussion about it. And it feels like a podcast that you, whether you are not watching the game or anything, but you're listening to it, you're getting commentary to it. And so it feels like we're podcasting and having a conversation. And we will, uh, uh, one game or one thing about a company can spark off multiple conversations. And it feels like we're hanging out in the same room. Um, having a conversation, having that couch co-op kind of talk, um, and just expressing things in that manner. Uh, of course, like me, Corey, and Jesse, uh, we do Arsenal X, which is an Xbox podcast, and we do Nintendo Pod Block. And Corey does more uh, with, you know, he has the main uh, Nurse Gone Rogue. Um, I have Optional Opinion, but and I also have World One One podcast with Larry Giver and uh, our friends uh, Josh, uh, Kate, and Dylan, and um, you know, as the current members and stuff. And you know, we podcast there. And sometimes I'm guessing on other podcasts. Um, we also have AX Plays so on NGR Radio, where we're playing games and kind of like just showing off and stuff. You know, squad goals and yeah, this is a lot of marketing and stuff right there. But we we have those kind of things to stream about, but kind of talking through them. Um, personally, for me, I like to get back into my Let's Learn series, where I'm taking a game, talking about the genre and talking about the mechanics for people to learn from. So, you know, my podcasting and my streaming are, at times, they work together but are also separate. And a lot of people love to stream. They love to play video games in that manner. Um, and there's a lot of people who love to podcast. There's tons of podcasts out there for whatever you're looking for. Um, the communication with gamers around the world. And that's kind of what podcasting and streaming does. It kind of communicates with people just around the world. You get to see different games whether they're from your country or some other country so you might see some import games being done on twitch and or you might see uh some home homemade games um being on a console something or some even arcade games that you know that you never heard of that someone is developing but it's kind of cool that they're showing off so uh but you're also interacting when you're streaming uh, about that you know you're interacting with them uh, and like answering questions, showing off uh, some skills and stuff that she may have missed. And we'll get into some of the problems about that a, a little bit later. Um, but when you're, in, when you're communicating with definitely around the world with podcasting, you know, you answering letters that people send in to you, or you're having guests come on and you're talking about them about certain things and stuff. And, and it's always good to have that, um, that sometimes, you know, being, able to talk to a listener or talk to or hear a discussion with a famous developer and stuff so that might you know be like that could be me one day being able to talk to Bill Trinan or uh, Reggie fils or someone that's Sony or Microsoft Phil Spencer or something like that you know you might be able to be that person later on in the year and have those podcasts uh, um, discussions and stuff so th that's always a great thing um, hearing honest opinions and viewpoints on topics from news, playtime, and listeners. Um, and, you know, uh, 
be have hearing honest opinions whether you kind of agree or disagree is coming from that person and uh whether you think it's biased or not it's someone's honest opinion um and you might want to be like you know i want to start a podcast or i want to get into this next generation of gaming by voicing my opinion and why some people some older adults or younger uh gamers just might not understand some things so i want to be able to get out my opinion about that and i want to give my opinion on some of the news that is currently going on or, or, or people are forgetting about i want to talk about what i've been playing so people know what i have been doing and i want to you know answer questions like i said earlier with the listeners and, and everything um there's a branch of dedicated shows so whether you go to a big major corporation like igm or GameSpot or something you know you could check out stuff from ngr radio or you know uh whatever community is doing a, a community podcast or streaming uh group like you can actually check that out and that might inspire you that you want to join them um in the future or you want to uh start your own and stuff and and, and learn um watching others player skills when it comes to streaming um they can help you like kind of get better stuff um or you might just enjoy a high level play you might actually love seeing people do crazy combos and finding games and stuff of that matter so there's things that you can enjoy and uh with streaming uh and even podcasting you know you can branch your discussion from retro from arcades and from modern games so you could you could pick one or add all three you can always do that um and interacting with the host uh definitely when you're streaming um if they have their chat open and it's you're able to have sometimes some one-on-one and they respond to you vocally um or something you know or you know you can even just throw in a tip and stuff and help them on twitch and or anything or buy a game for amazon from their wish list and stuff you know you're always going to have that one maybe one-on-one with the community but also with the host and stuff um now, th- some of the cons for it is that uh, the format of shows sometimes don't differ. Um, and what that is more that even though you are streaming and you are podcasting, um, depending on what you decide to do, some people follow the same thing where it's... Um, Whereas what we've been playing, getting into some news and then uh, to a discussion or listeners questions. So, you know, you'll kind of hear it over and over. And sometimes definitely in the news section, depending on what show you're watching or podcast you're listening to, they're going to be picking topics for that pretty much everybody already know about and uh, talking about that. So if everybody's talking about uh, 50 gigabyte patch and call of duty is broken everybody's system um they're gonna be you'll probably hear multiple podcasts about that um and everybody's or you know the all three players are playing fortnite and overwatch and they keep talking about that game that they keep playing over and over and it never that format just never changes sometimes that might be like okay this is just this is a repeat of what i just listened to uh pat this past week with another podcast and it just feels like everything is staggering um no one is doing different anything different so that's you know that might hinder people in getting to uh podcasting or even streaming that um the format of them streaming is just like i'm playing fortnite i'm playing overwatch i'm playing bloodborne 
and it's just the same game that they've been playing for years or for months over and over and people tune in some people might like that redundancy but if it'd be like oh well can you play anything else from a different genre and it, sometimes you'd be like no I, I don't feel like it the people won't watch so you might actually just unfollow that person um and it might be like well if i if i stick to a format like this it might not work for me because you know um so th that might be a problem uh for a lot of people um shows could be too long or short and tangents i know i, I always went about a tangent a little side tangent from there but sometimes there are podcasts that go on for two and a half hours plus um you know, Giant Bomb is a good example. They could go for four hours just talking about uh, multiple things and stuff. But, you know, some people like that. It might help them on their commute. But some people might be like, you know, I just want to stick to an hour or 50 minutes plus and move on. I am guilty of doing two-hour podcasts with another person, having a great conversation because it's in-depth. You know, it's very interesting. But some people might not like that. So you try to do your best to keep it short and and stuff um or if it is too short like you might have a podcast for 15 or 30 minutes and be like well that's it and you might not get nothing for two weeks or or, or something so it's like there's not a good balance and everything um uh, being recorded on streams saying racist or being problematic you know being homophobic um definitely saying racist stuff uh sex being sexist and stuff um uh, one of the big controversies was uh there's a streamer named ninja who talked about uh not playing games with uh girls and stuff um and you know people um thinking that if you play with a girl that he's shooting on his wife and just all these other things that came out you know that uh that might not um not might not hurt ninja but it is a problem and stuff and definitely definitely when you got swatting um the uh, swatting incident happened uh which uh, a lot of stuff has been updated that um the person who actually did the swatting is going to be doing some serious jail time um for it and really be fine and they're also getting the people um who set up the swat you know tried and everything and um they're going to be attached to this case also so th that might be problematic and it might be happening live while streaming and stuff or you know definitely with the racist stuff um a lot of people out of different races been saying the n-word and so they not only have been getting banned or you know got their channel not shut down but you know suspended and stuff um but it's become news uh among other people so that might actually hurt uh you know you being a streamer that might also hurt people who want to get into games because the online world is it could be fun at times but also it's not perfect and you really don't want to be dealing with trolls and you really don't want to be dealing with people who are being offended uh, uh not offended but being offensive 
toward your player base, uh, your viewership, and even you. So, you know, you kind of got to watch what you say. If you're a person who has emotional problems or anger and stuff like that when it comes to the game and stuff, you might not want to stream it. You might not want a podcast because that's going to be recorded. And that might, might bring people enjoyment. But, you know, you could be scaring somebody who might be overwhelmed that they want don't want to get into gaming. Um, like I said earlier, sticking to one game could get dull. Um, I know there's... There a lot of people love playing one particular game, but you know I I kind of like drawn drawn out when you kind of don't go outside and show me what other skill of gaming that you have. Um, and so if you're thinking about getting into podcast or streaming and you're sticking to one thing, that could that could kind of get dull not only for you but for your listeners and stuff and so they might not want to get into gaming because I'm just like if this is what people are enjoying and other stuff people are not enjoying um I I might not want to do get do this and stuff um and last but not least monetizing you know trying to make money uh money off of it it works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. So depending on how you want to go about it, um, if you're trying to get into gaming or just to make money, it's it's going to take prayer, <laughs> I say, and a lot of work to get there. You're not just going to be able to get a stream up trying to be gimmicky and think you're going to have a lot of followers that you'll have a whole bunch of money uh and make and be able to do this for a living because trends happen come and go um for me personally i i don't like trying to make money off of stuff off of my content uh that's why i kind of deliver this stuff to you guys for free and definitely with ngr just like writing this stuff it's just like i want to be able to express myself and hopefully that hey if if someone recognizes me and you know wants to hire me for a job or something that you know it was because of the work that i put into and people love and stuff um but for me doing my podcast making money off of it and stuff like i don't do that to get it some money and i don't and i didn't do it to get into gaming that's just not me some people might be that way but for me personally it's not it's not that way so if you're trying to get into gaming just to make money off of it it's going to take work you can make some money off of it don't get me wrong but it shouldn't be the purpose that you're going to get into gaming and it shouldn't be the reason why it's going to lead you into the next generation so when i come back we're going to actually be talking about um tournaments and why they could probably get you into gaming and i will be right back
let's get into tournaments. Let's fight for number one. Uh, tournaments is a good way uh, for people to get into gaming or probably will be one of the reasons uh, people are getting to the next generation of gaming. Um, definitely due to the fact that you have people who have sponsorships that might sponsor that team. And there's a chance to make big money off of it. Um, but also actually show off your skill and how you and f- uh, players around the world have banded together to be at a high level pace and uh, experience of playing a particular product, a particular IP. Um so, you know, you might be inspired by watching different people play and just be like, wow, they made that much money. I know I spoke about monetization in the last uh, portion of the uh, of the show, but, you know, you might be inspired to uh, get into it and just be like, I want to play other people around the world because I like the thrill and I like the challenge and gamey video games give me that. So, you know, out into tournament stuff. Definitely, uh, if you look at EVO, EVO is one of the biggest tournaments um, that people know about. Because even though it's a fighting tournament, you have different skills of people coming around the world. Um, And definitely with esports now being a big thing and having sponsorships, you know, people are coming together to play um, games like Overwatch and League of Legends and Counter-Strike. Um, you know, it's always interesting of that you're finding some of the best players around the world. Um, so you'll see them that they enter these tournaments or even in your community, they'll have tournaments, whether it's kind of like Pokemon, uh, like card based games and stuff like that. It's always good to get into them if you can, um, to build like a friendship and kind of build like your skill uh up and stuff uh whether you win or not you know having fun of it just be like this is what i enjoy about video games and this is kind of what got me into it's just like this competitive spirit uh and being in these tournaments and just meeting different people around the world that i would never interact you might actually be a shy person and you might meet another shy person but you communicate and you connect on playing that particular game and his level is matching yours or overshadowing yours so you'll study and try to beat them or equal or get you know get better than them um for next time so you'll be able to handle any attack or any strategy and plan that they have and it's really great for people getting into tournaments and stuff um uh, the the one thing though is that major uh, majority of people don't know the players or the teams, and you know because of esports the tournaments being a big thing there's a lot of people that i see in these tournaments that i just don't know or these teams i've never heard and that's probably because not being on tv and not marketed a lot uh definitely you'll you'll be like oh you could watch this tournament and you'll be like oh i didn't even know that was happening like there's just some tournament stuff that just doesn't get advertised and stuff um and there's just not enough games used for tournaments of course when we have a fight uh when we have evo we have particular games that are going to be making that spot but um there's so many fighting games out there the most ones that you definitely will probably see would be street fighter because it's a well-known brand and smash brothers which is also a well-known brand but it's also 
you know, you might have Killer Instinct, you may have Blast Blue, you might have Persona, you might have Retro Fighter, Tekken, Tekken Tag Tournament, Dead or Alive. Like, you have these 3D and 2D games, and sometimes it would be good to see um, more games that we've never heard of or we know about and stuff come to evil and stuff but when you're just using the same games over and over and yes league of legends overwatch and contract because those are such big names in uh gaming um for it and there's dedicated teams who just play that and study it and dedicate themselves to it it's kind of just like well i kind of want to see a splatoon i kind of want to see your arms um i want to see a halo or how a person or how a team could get through a level and stuff or how quickly you know i kind of want to see all of this stuff i would love to see a rpg uh kind of tournament and, and stuff to, to, to see how they how they handle or who could get through um maybe the, the first three hours in final fantasy the best way that they can um and, and stuff like i would love to kind of see things like like that um unknown fighting games from japan that never came here um and that the reason why that was kind of problematic is that um there's so many games in Japan that might have some censorship stuff to it that's not acceptable in America. So you really can't play a game like that and broadcast it to a whole bunch of viewers because anyone uh, under any age could be watching. So that that exposure might be one of the uh, one uh, some of the problems and stuff. And plus that it might be a game that not a lot of people imported or playing on that system so um that might be a problem and everything and when you when you're not able to get into a tournament for those who are who want to get into gaming because of tournaments you might not find a reason why to get into gaming because maybe none of the tournaments will uh be up to your liking and stuff and maybe you know it might be too expensive um Maybe you're just at, not at the age requirement, and sometimes you're fearful or have emotional uh, mentality that when you lose, you cannot handle it. You know, you cannot shake somebody's hand and be like, "Good game," and walk away. You know, you might not like defeat. You know, you feel like defeat is disappointment. But in tournaments, you're going to win or lose, and if someone makes you think that you're not good or skilled enough because you didn't win and that keeps you away from from uh tournaments and stuff it, it's it, it's going to be debatable on how you personally view it i feel like if you want to enter a tournament whether you're good or not uh to me purposely it's not always about the uh profit to it or getting that trophy it's always just a learning experience and meeting other gamers that probably live in your city that you never know that would make it to games. So now you can create a friendship about that and you guys could go into continue to be into gaming and get into other things and other tournaments and stuff and to help each other become better and just be like, you know what? We both know and can recognize this and this mechanic and stuff and get and be and become, you know, professional later on and be able to teach other people and stuff um but if you just like 
break uh no i lost i'm no good and just really be hard for yourself tournaments will not be good for you and definitely video games wouldn't be good for your mentality and stuff um last but not least uh uh tune in from one portion of it and pretty much that's just like if you are a person who um who want hopefully have a big viewership that people recognize your name and stuff you might you might be you might recognize that not a lot of people may enjoy that game so people tuning in to find out who you are might not you know might not resonate well with you so you don't want to get into games because you want to be seen and you want to be attentive and stuff like that where you know you might attract uh, a fan base to your streamer to your podcast and to your skill and you might not get that and if you feel like that you're not getting uh something out of it uh, out of a tournament um depending on you know you're not you're having fun but you're not getting what you feel like is deserved or owned to you um you might not want to get into tournaments and not get into gaming in general also or that might be a hindrance why people don't get into tournaments there might be some intimidation that's right there and stuff so when I come back, going to get into the last portion of it, and that's talking about uh, having content, being a content creator. And we'll talk about that when I come right back. So let's talk about content creators. This content contest, um, you know, what's what's great about being uh, content creators that you know you could create uh, things in uh, like a high professional manner, or it could be low budget. You know, it's your own creative ideas put together, um, and definitely with the way that gaming is going. Um, some people might see it as a trend, some might see it as a hobby, some might see it as, you know, 
a, a big connection to this. Uh, YouTube and personal creations, you know, are a big thing. Uh, definitely um, bef- uh, with Nintendo, definitely talking about, you know, they're getting rid of their creators program. That might help a lot of content creators be able to uh, showcase more Nintendo games and not be demonetized or hit with anything. Um, and that, that'll be at a later date. But, you know, people will be like, okay, we can finally start talking about some Nintendo stuff and showcases some Nintendo stuff um, in a positive manner um, while following their guidelines. Um, and, you know, the content could always be from video games, covers of music, animation, uh, strategies, like, you know, some Let's Plays, um, but also talking about some things, you know, being able to... Um, give your uh commentary to it to help different players and stuff or you know expressing your opinion about something and breaking it down showing clips of different games and stuff you know all coming together to make this so you know that might get you into gaming like i said earlier into um doing it uh reviews vlogs video podcasts you know like i mentioned earlier me Corey, and jesse and everybody else at ngr and even uh us at uh, World War One, you know, we're, we're we're creating so much of our own personal content uh, for people to watch, and you know, that might be inspiring to somebody to get into gaming. You know, picking up a system of their choice or even PC and getting into it. Um, definitely, with me doing a lot of reviews and getting more bright in the stuff, like I I, I want to say that I buy all my games. Uh, whether I buy it physically or digitally, they all come from me. It doesn't come out of nobody else's pocket besides my. Um, when I do uh, my blogs and stuff, it's all me, my ideas, um, my thoughts, and I put it out there. Um, when I do video podcasts, um, it's mostly Corey handling the uh, the video um portion of it um when i do arsenal x i'm hosting but uh, i need to be better at getting the word out and stuff but Corey he handles the video production and stuff and even larry handles the video production of world one one podcast um for me um when it comes to podcasting of course everybody know that i'll do, always do audio so you'll be able to you, you don't see me you see my that picture that i use for optional opinion but um when I'm am doing video, I'm doing it with Corey or I'm, and and Jesse. Or if we we are doing like non video stuff, but it's audio, um, we do record it and put it on YouTube. So, uh, and you know, with my reviews and stuff, like I'm writing them. Um, I play the game sometimes too. So you know. I, I try to give myself a deadline that when I get the basics of what the game is, I deliver my opinion about it. Or if I have beaten that game, I'll give my, I still continue to give my opinion about it. Um, but uh, with that content, I, I love to put it in audio form at when I can. And it takes a lot of editing to get it. You want to get every word right. Um, and when you're playing a game and you're doing a review that way, you want to make sure that you get your, you get not say that you get your point across, but you know, you highlight the pros and cons of that game and get it out. And people might come to your, uh, channel on YouTube because they like how you deliver reviews, whether it's a popular opinion or it's something completely different. 
Um, I think the one thing though dealing with YouTube is uh copyright fraud, like content ID, um, like getting hit with other people, and you have to deal with YouTube, um, and their policies and algorithm. Um, sometimes you got to deal with music copyright, so you got to be aware of that. Um, and if you're a LGBTQ gamer and you're trying to do content like that, um, you might be demonetized just for it and uh, have to deal with other problems uh, that that you just don't know what happened because YouTube sometimes could just take stuff down and hit you with things uh, that you upload for no apparent reason. If someone deems that it's offensive, you could get your, your channel uh, shut down if it happens with three strikes or your video taken down. You have to wait two weeks or wherever the process is to get reviewed. So that could really hinder people. And Twitch is something completely different. Um, there are guidelines on there also that you have to follow. But, you know, you might be something like, this is in-game and it might affect your channel and your streaming uh, for it and stuff. And definitely with YouTube policies and stuff it's kind of hard to make money off of it you could be a big youtuber but depending on how many uh subscribers you have and uh views you get it's kind of hard trying to get that word out to gain many subscribers and stuff and definitely when you're getting to gaming there's a lot of competition that's out there um, and so there, there might be people who gel with you, people who don't gel with you. So that you kind of got to think about that. If I am going to get into the next generation of gaming, um, or get into gaming and I want to do YouTube or this, uh, creating content and stuff, I, there's going to be some hills to climb. And, and I'm not saying that you guys can't do any of things, you know, uh, uh, getting to consoles and gaming, uh, being a YouTube star, podcaster, streaming, getting into tournaments. Not saying that there should be, the concert hinder you or anything, but um, for me to give you a definitive answer, answer for this, to me, it's definitely going to be consoles. You know, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, Steam, uh uh, well, I should say Val and good old games and other and other stuff. That's kind of where everything starts for you to get into from where you want to start everything else, which leads to all these other things. Like if you really want to get into the next generation of gaming, pick up a system, pick up a video, a video game system, whether it's expensive or not. If it's in your budget, um, they, and don't forget, there's a variety of games that offer you multiple uh multiple experiences hey you might actually go to an arcade and be like for the first time i'm gonna play an arcade game you never know it might it might work for you it might be challenging but you might be like i i kind of like the challenge that it gives me and stuff so for me personally i think the one that's going to lead us into the next generation is going to be the consoles it's gonna be uh handhelds it's gonna be uh microsoft nintendo and sony um regardless of who you think that's gonna do the actual leading i think consoles gonna be the stuff that leads us into gaming and pc i should say so hardware to just generalize it uh so when i come back i got some plugs for you guys and then i'm gonna let you guys go and i will be right
Okay, and let's get into some plugs. First of all, thank you everybody for listening and tuning in. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm trying to do my best to, to deliver you guys a show every week. Um, last week, I didn't deliver a show because it was Thanksgiving. So hopefully, hopefully you guys had a great one with your family and friends um, on that part. But uh, you guys can check Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. You also could check it out um uh not every week I'm, I'm trying to get it to every friday or saturday um so i am like switching switching it up between those days um kind of just depends on my schedule and uh trying to get work for ngr um nurse gone rogue uh but you guys can email me at my out to comments at yahoo.com um you can follow me on twitter at that's retro code um you can also check me out on xbox one at the lyrical one um and you can check me out on uh, uh playstation network as okamico o-k-a-m-i-c-a-l um my Nintendo Switch code is on my Twitter page. Um, and also check out Nintendo Power Block if you guys want to see see it there also. Um, you can check out the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Um, also check out Secret Fans Unite. You can check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Fans U and subscribe to their YouTube page, Secret Friends Unite. Nindy Nation can be found on iTunes and at the NintendoVillage.com. You can also find them on Facebook and on Twitter at Nindy Nation. Uh, you can find Nintendo Domain at NintendoDomainPodcast.com on YouTube.com slash FingMatter, F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R and Twitch.tv slash NintendoDomainPodcast. Check out the Devon Cox Experience and the Skybird Cast on iTunes. Uh, we the gamer cast, uh, like I said on last episode, um, Sean Capri has, uh, did a series finale. He might come back to it hopefully in the future. Um, you can check the NGR radio shows. Like I said, uh, that's Nerds Gone Rogue. Um, we are a bunch of, uh, gamers who have multiple shows, but just love talking about games and interacting with each other. Um, and interacting with you guys. Um, you can find us at NGRradio.com. Um, you can check out our shows, Nintendo Power Block and Nintendo Focus podcast. Arsenal X, our Xbox podcast, um, Nurse Gone Platinum, our PlayStation podcast, our main show, uh, Nurse Gone Rogue, and um, also their side show, B-Size. You can check out Pod and Play, uh, Nindy Showcase, AX Plays, um, uh, uh, Trophy Hunters, I think that's that's uh playstation streaming stuff that you guys could check out there um and we're just trying to deliver more content we got new shows coming out in 2019 so guys do be ready for that um and so happy that i'm able to be a part of them um and deliver content there um also check out world one one podcast at um uh, on uh, shoutengine.com and you can email us also at worldwomanpodcast at gmail.com we are making a transition to Poppy 
uh but we haven't finalized anything just yet so we'll give you guys a heads up about that probably in the coming weeks um coming episodes so you guys will be able to check that out um you can find me on twitch at the lyrical one and watch some of my let's learn series i'm mean, going to be trying to get back to that in 2019 i finally decided that i'm going to be doing that and hopefully i could you know translate that up also on ngrradio.com and on my personal youtube page yes i have a youtube page everybody just look up uh lyrically c um and you'll be able to find some of my old videos and content that i made there there's not all video game related but i do have like some roller coaster tycoon stuff on there um but and also congratulations to uh uh um uh life of gaming sorry about that <laughs> life of gaming about to say nintendo life uh life of gaming but also check out nintendolife.com uh great uh european about nintendo stuff uh life of gaming they are back uh james josh brent and chris are together again delivering uh, uh some great podcast content so happy that they're back um so you guys could check there check them out at, i think life of gaming uh com or just go, uh search the li- uh, life of gaming you'll be able to see um i gotta team up with james to see uh to get more info about that so um yes everybody have a great week have a great weekend Oh, also go to ngrradio.com. I have reviews up for Red Dead Redemption 2, um, The Gardens Between. Um, I uh, am working, going to be working soon on Just Cause 4 and Super Smash Brothers. Um, I'm going to be giving impressions about Darksiders 3, even though I'm not writing a review for that. But check out to Arsenal X episode, the latest episode that's going to be coming out. Um, and I would give you guys my impression about that, what I think about that game. Um, but Just Cause 4 and Smash Brothers will be the next review. So if you go to ngrradio.com, you can check out blogs or reviews and you will see my reviews there uh, so do give it a, a check it out um last but not least i will be turning to the moment at skirmishfrogs.com uh following next year um i'm going to be planning it out on what i want to write about and what games to um really you know talk about and how they um play a part but if you want to check it out go to skirmishfrogs.com and check out the moment type it in and check out my work there um but i will be back to that so with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend whenever you're hearing this podcast and i will see you next time on optional opinion peace oh Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, before I actually go, I <laughs> uh, got to give you guys a breakdown of all the music that I played on this episode. So my intro is Re Plus Nighttime. Um, the second track was Guacamole 2 OST uh, 12 of uh, Villa Chula. Uh, Joe Montana football theme song for the Sega Genesis. Um, Mr. K Zone from Son of the Hedgehog 2. Um, Bloodborne soundtrack. Uh, Gurma, the first hunter, uh, Ryan, let me go soundtrack, and the track that I'm playing, I'm about to play for you guys is Vomitron Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles metal version, Necessary Evil, and they have NES on it. And with that, everybody, have a great week, have a great weekend, and I'll see you next time on Optional Opinion. Peace. <laughs>